What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the OCRC Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lemoyne, and our next guest um, is going to help us close out our mini-series on design. He's done quite a few really cool builds, and uh, he's one of the guys that I would say is in more of the local scene here in Canada. So him and I are in different provinces. Zach O'Day is in Quebec. I am in Ontario. Zach, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no worries. And thanks for coming on. We've been trying to do this for a little while and uh, I'm glad that we we're able to just sneak some time in here. So Zach, you're, you're in Quebec. Uh, whereabouts in Quebec are you for those listeners that are listening south of the border? I am in a very small town called saint aguet des monts It's maybe 9,000, 10,000 people in the town. RC community is slim to none. I think I'm one of the only five who actually does it around here. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Little town. That's, that's okay. You know what? Um, sometimes, even if there's only five people, though, I, the thing in this hobby that I found is they can be really passionate about it. And it can really hold it together. Is that kind of how it is for you and, and the guys that are really close to you? Yeah, we're all pretty close friends. We all do it. Uh, we're passionate about what we do. Most are into the scale scene. Some have bashers like me. I have a couple left. So it's it's mostly scale around here because we have a lot of hiking trails and bike trails and stuff. So That's awesome. I don't know if you listened to my last podcast. So we've had a guest on, um, RC Amigo. His name is Pablo Guerrero. And he's in um, Washington State. And the crawling scene down there is huge too. And much this, much for the reasons that you said, where you have a lot of trails and a lot of sort of the geography lends itself well to, to crawling. So it's interesting to hear that that's uh, similar in Quebec as it is, you know, south of the border too. Yeah, a lot of the East Coast is that way. Uh, natural trails and stuff are so abundant. I guess it picks up a little more. Plus the fun of working on the trucks is basically like working on a real one, except it doesn't cost as much. So <laughs> it's kind of the fun part. It doesn't cost you 10, 15 K when you blow something, it's maybe a $40 motor. Yeah. Like, or if you blow a tranny, right? Like you're not, Oh my God. Right. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. And that's funny too. Cause um, I was talking to some of the past guests as well. And well, I haven't ventured into crawling yet. I'm very close because, um, to your point, it's, it is like working on a, a one scale vehicle uh, at a smaller cost. Um, and some of the kits out there, like, and you know, no product allegiance here, but you know, Red Cat Gen 8 is one that comes to mind. Makes it easy for people to get into that segment of the hobby, yes? Yeah, the Gen 8 is one of the better trucks on the market. Put that with the TRX4 Sport, the SCX10 2 Honcho or Deadbolt. Uh, anything like that is it's definitely an easy way to get into it yeah yeah and i think um, for a lot of youth too like kids younger than you and i who are really just maybe mom and dad are thinking of rc at a hobby level probably hobby grade level and um you know the tlr 22 5.0 might not be the best place to start so you start with crawling right you start with understanding the mechanics and and understanding how this thing breaks and how it fixes so on that note, Zach, I like to do something called origin stories. So I'm a, I'm a bit of a Marvel geek and anybody who listens to this podcast knows that. So what's Zach's origin story? How'd you get into RC and how long have you been in it? How I got into RC, that all started with an RC car action magazine on a newsstand I bought because I went to get a motocross magazine because I was big into that in the past. So I picked that up and I saw that RC, it's not just a little Walmart toy, uh, radio shack stuff it's it's a bigger world 
So I bought that in 2011, in August, I believe it was. And then I bought my first truck in 2012. It was an ECX Torment short course truck that I wanted to, wanted to go fast, of course. <laughs> uh, so that was the first truck. Up until 2014, I only had that. Uh, then I really got into it deeper because the shop here was a, was a pretty good atmosphere. It was friendly. So I picked up a slash two-wheel drive because I want something tougher with a little more um, modability, we'll put it, I guess. Sure. Yeah, no, that works. And uh, slash was perfect. It's tough. And I still have parts of it laying around the shop in various <laughs> locations because I blew that truck up in 2015 when I hit a pole at 110 miles an hour. <laughs> that was a speed. It blew up. Dude, the fence just, ex it made it explode. I brought to the shop in the box. It was full of parts. Guy at the shop looks at me. So what did you do? I said, I hit a pole. <laughs> he said, how do you hit a pole with a truck going 110 miles an hour? You're supposed to have your eye on it. Yep. The girl across the street was hotter than the truck. <laughs> I can't blame you for that, man. Can't blame you for that. Oh, that was, it was done. But yeah, back to 2014, I was mostly into the racing scene. I had okay. a lot of Lucy stuff. Uh, did that for a while end of that year i got into crawling and that's when that just blew up i saw the the fun in that all the stuff you could do from little details on the bodywork to just bolting on mods it's, it was like a real truck and i said okay this is fun and they break less so well you're not going as fast right and and yeah to your point you're um you're it's probably it's probably more fun too and you i'd like you to touch on this like for a lot of guys, you know, racing, I'm just starting to get into it now. And um, it's hard when there's not a track near you. Uh, it's a lot of time investment. It's very expensive. Um, but with crawling, you can do it anywhere, right? Oh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, I used to go out to uh, Walmart and I found drainage ditches full of rocks. And it was like, oh, well, I'll just spend 15 minutes here playing with my toy truck and the rocks for everyone to look at me like I'm a weirdo. But I'm having fun. So... <laughs> Really well, that's, that's it too right like with my wife at first when i first started getting into this i tell this story a lot she kind of would really had no idea what what this whole hobby was about but um she's learned to appreciate it and she respects the, the, what goes into it i think now so yeah i think a lot of people look at rc and they go i see a lot of um you know uh early early 20 somethings and even older men just just playing with these toy cars but um it's like anything you have to really understand something you have to really take the time to appreciate it right yeah, that's it. Well, I see very rarely kids that are younger than oh, 10 getting into it just because it's such an expensive hobby all in all. Even just the more entry-level kids can get into some prices when you start breaking things, you know? For sure. So think. So, so you touched on kits. Um, some of your stuff, Zach's amazing. And if I'm not mistaken, you've been featured on the cover of or inside RC Car Action a few times. Yeah, um, I've had two trucks win Reader's Ride of the Month. My Power Wagon and my Blue Toyota have both brought me a first place on that. Uh, locally, I've won a few little things here and there with them. Uh, and yeah, so, what is it? What is it about that part of that hobby, like about the the theming of it, and you know, like the detail? What what is it that drives you there? Because yes, anybody can do it, but you have to have an eye for design, I would imagine. Yeah, it takes some time. I mean, my, my blue Toyota took me three years to co fully complete. 
it was definitely uh, one of the trucks I put the most time into because I wanted to make it look as real as I possibly could for my first ever build I really like put my time into. And I guess that worked out. Kind of happy to see how much everyone likes it. It's like, <laughs> I built it for me and everyone really enjoys looking at it. So it's a little added bonus. My drive to get them really done is to get pictures that look so real that I fool half the people who look at them. You know, it's hilarious. You say that, and I was just going to interrupt you and say, you know, half the time I look at your stuff or I look at other people's stuff, and I got to look so hard to see just that. So that's kind of interesting that you find that that's fun for you, right? Just trying to fool people with so much detail. Oh, yeah. And most people around here, they actually fall for it. They think it's real. Like, I've used it as my Facebook personal cover photo, and I've had guys ask me how much I want for my truck. <laughs> I said, well, it's not real. It's 110 scale. I can hold it in my hand. So <laughs> it would be funny to, uh, to, to bring them and say, oh, you can come look at it. And when they get there, just see the reaction, right? And it's a 110 scale sitting on the <laughs> counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so listen, um, another, another, uh, so RC Amigos again, he's somebody who I've kind of friended down in the States and, uh, he does, he, we're going to get into themes and, uh, he's actually in design and he has his own machining shop down there. It's his business. It's called Amigo Arts. Now, when you pick a theme for your truck, do you like, so how do you look at that? Do you look at, okay, I'm going to theme it this way, or do you just sort of more go for the realism? Like, is there, is there, or is it kind of a combination of both for you? I go as real as possible to a truck I've seen either in a magazine or on the roads locally. And it usually sticks very closely to that because I want it to look like something you could see parked anywhere in town any day of the week. I very rarely go for something that's off of a, a real truck I've seen. Yeah, and so that's cool because I have different guys. And that's the other thing I like about crawling is, uh, you know, depending on what you like. Like, so some folks like to try to follow the theme of a TV show or, you know, uh, some sort of pop culture reference, which is amazing and cool. But then, you know, you have your side too, which is like you're just taking your inspiration from real rigs that you see, uh, real custom rigs that people have done up and trying to basically... Uh, emulate them through RC. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes I'll see a truck in public and I'll actually ask the owner if I can take a picture of it to, to reference one of my builds. And they're all like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. And I'm, yeah, go ahead, take some pictures, do whatever you need. And then I use everything I, I see on it, whether it be under the hood or on the interior or just the bodywork, and I copy it as closely as possible to 110 scales I, as I can get it. That's awesome. And so I'm looking through your Instagram feed and so you're one, one of the projects looks like you're working on right now is a K10. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with that project? The K10. Yeah. A lot of people want to know I'm trying to keep it under wraps a little bit. I kind of <laughs> want to keep some surprises in there. I don't want to tell too much. Okay. I can tell you a few things. I can tell sure. you a few things. So the body's going to be basically sitting on an SSD trail King, which is one of the nicer scale kits on the market. I didn't really want to do an SCX 10 too, because I want an interior and that big, bumpy transmission is going to get in my way so i decided on that uh going to be vanquish wheels i'm not saying which model but they're going to be vanquish and i'm going to probably run pit bulls and the amount of detail i'm putting into the body is going to is going to be definitely uh something worth beholding that's awesome uh, no that's all awesome. oh, yeah. yeah sorry i just um i don't want you to give away too much that's going to be fun to watch and see what it what it turns out to be um but yeah i know that's cool and obviously so much thought goes into these these builds for you and for, you know, a lot of other guys that do these types of builds. What, uh, what's an average build time for you? If you could, if you had to sort of ballpark it, I imagine everyone's different, 
but what's an average amount of time you'll spend on a, on a, on a new project? It all depends. Uh, like I was saying, the blue Toyota took me three years to the real took my time and kept going a little further and further as I adapted my skills. And I just took a little bit more every time. A uh, power wagon took me eight months to build start to finish. And that thing is not based on anything you can buy. That's a whole chassis I built by me. That's all me that did that. Uh, if I'm going to an event, I'll have it done faster. If I'm not, I'll take my good old time to just have fun and build it on my spare time. Nice. So when you say events, um, are you? I guess you're specifically talking about crawling events like uh, courses and competitions. Yeah, in Quebec we got a few. Not much. Uh, I host my own one this year. I think it's canceled because of all the, the coronavirus. I'm not mm. really looking forward to having too many people in my yard at once. <laughs> Yeah. So I think I'm going to hold on until 2021. Yeah. But yeah, I bring them to events and I have fun with that. Uh, we've got some local guys around here who host some. So just for That's that, pretty much. I, I want to go to bigger level stuff down the road, like real events by GCM Racing and all that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm staying pretty local because I'm busy day to day. So. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting thing. Like, I, I just li- recently heard an interview with uh, Jared Tebow, a uh, techno driver, and he was talking about, yeah, how COVID-19 has gotten in the way and things like that. And so it's been tough on the on the hobby, I imagine, for professionals and guys that are, you know, I, I don't know if you would consider yourself sort of semi-professional at this. Uh, sometimes, some days, probably, when you have more time, it's full-on professional. But, um, you know, it's it's been tough for the hobby that way. But I've also talked to suppliers and, and, and hobby stores and they've said they can't keep things in stock partially because things won't come in shipping wise because we all know things are slower now but um people are trying out the hobby for the first time because they're bored and they're looking for things that they can do in their own yard um you said you used to work at a, at a store i'm not sure if you do anymore but uh, are you hearing that as well in quebec uh yeah no i don't work at the store anymore sadly they moved away like five years ago Right, but I worked there for a while. But yeah, Quebec's the same deal. We're all—they're all out of stock on everything. You have trouble getting uh, mostly electronics units. That's hard to get. Motor, speed control stuff. Right. Um, wheels, tires for crawlers are selling out like hotcakes. I can't get anything I need. I have to buy from the U.S. Wow. Um, yeah, it's the the people trying the hobby for the first time because of all the confinement and stuff that went down is definitely making a boom for the hobby shops. Yeah, for sure. And so on that note too, uh, you've been doing this for a while. Uh, you're doing it for quite a bit longer than I have. And I'm curious to know what are your top three tips for somebody who is looking to get into RC any which way. It doesn't have to be crawling. Maybe they're thinking about bashing. Maybe they're thinking about flying. I know you, I don't, we don't know much about, I don't know much about flying, but what are your top three tips for somebody who's thinking about getting into RC? <clears throat> top three tips, I'd say... Do a little research before you buy your first kit. Make sure it's well supplied. You don't want to have a kit that's kind of like uh, not brand bashing or anything. But anything, um, what is it? What's the brand? Hobby King, I believe, which yeah. sold it. That it's hard to get parts for because it's a Chinese company and it's they don't stock it too well. So definitely do a little research. Make sure you get a good kit. Like for me, it was a, a slash was my first. I counted my first real truck. I really did a lot of research. So do that. Uh, Ask questions, any kind of question you may have, you ask it. You don't have to be afraid. Most guys in the hobby are very willing to help with anything. I learned that working at the shop. Because before I worked there, I was just a client. I asked a lot of questions and I was like, what's this? What's that? How does this work? How's that work? 
And they really showed me and I learned that way. And three, just have fun with it. Honestly, they're going to break all the time as it happens. So take that advantage, take it to your advantage and upgrade it. Put something a little stronger on it, you know? That's great, man. No, great tips. All right. So we're going to end things off here. But before I let you go, I'm going to do something that I call word for word. So I'm going to give you three or four words and phrases. And I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right, man. Here, so have some fun with them. Ready? Montreal. Uh, smoke meat. <laughs> oh, nice one. See, I'm a hockey guy, so right away I went Canadian. So I like smoked meat. That's perfect, man. Um, speed. Uh, race buggies. Okay. How about durability? Oh, hold on there. Crawlers. <laughs> Crawlers, nice. RC is one of the greatest hobbies known to man. <laughs> nice. And the last one that I am going to give you is if I could change one thing in this hobby, it would be. That would be the company's outlooks. Honestly, I find them just a little too high up. This is supposed to be a fun hobby, you know? That's great. I, that's, and that's a great one to end on, Zach, because to your point, right? Um, for new guys getting in, if it's not comfortable and if it's not welcoming, the hobby will suffer for it, right? I think the same is true for a lot of things. So I want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for uh, agreeing to do this, man. And hopefully you'll come back and join us again. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Anytime you want me back, uh, I'll be happy to come talk some more, RC.